Hello and welcome to another edition of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I'm your host, Becky Easton. This show aims to bring you a little bit of legal content every day, mostly focused on discussing your life, your legacy, and your business, but also other musings as I go on about life. With a quick disclaimer that unless we have an agreement in place, I am not your lawyer, and nothing I say should be construed as legal, financial, business, or tax advice, because I do not know your unique situation. So let's jump into today's topic. We're gonna be talking about, um, or starting the conversation, this will be a two-part series about um, some critical considerations for saving for your child or grandchild's college education. If you have started to save for your child or your grandchild's college education, it's worth considering whether to use a 529 plan an education savings account, or an irrevocable education trust. And here's what we think you should consider as you decide. First, consider whether you want your offspring to have broader options than just the traditional college experience. Since the start of the pandemic, college enrollments have declined by over 1 million students over the past two years. And with college tuition getting more and more expensive, many students are considering alternatives to the traditional higher education path. Gap years, travel, trade programs, and online training are replacing the traditional college education path for many. And if you want that to be an option for your children or your grandchildren, you should be aware that the traditional college savings plans may not be the right fit for your family. Instead, consider whether it may make more sense to create an educational trust for your family in which all of your children and grandchildren can benefit. We'll have a little bit more on that later on and definitely tomorrow. Second, you'll wanna consider financial aid consequences of how you're saving for college. If you think your children or grandchildren may need or want to qualify for financial aid beyond just student loans, the way you save for their education may significantly impact their ability to qualify. If your offspring will need financial assistance to pay for their education, it's vital that the way in which you choose to save will not negatively impact their qualification for such assistance. Third, you wanna consider the income tax consequences of how you're saving for college. When you set aside money, unless you're saving for retirement in a qualified retirement plan, the income earned on that money is subject to income taxes. However, with various types of college savings plans, you can defer or avoid income taxes altogether. Since 1996, 529 plans, which are named for Section 529 of the Internal Revenue Code, have been one of the most popular options for covering college costs. Congress expanded these plans to cover K-12 education in 2017, and it also changed the program to pay up to $10,000 in student loan debt in 2019. One reason 529 plans are so popular is due to their tax savings advantages. The money you contribute to a 529 account grows on a tax-deferred basis, and withdrawals are tax-free, provided they're used for qualified education expenses, such as tuition, room and board, and other education-related fees. Many states also provide a tax deduction or credit for 529 contributions. Another appealing feature of the 529 plans is their relatively high contribution limits. 
There's no limit on how much you can contribute each year, although if you contribute more than 16000 the current amount of the gift tax exemption, you can trigger federal gift taxes and the requirement to file a gift tax return. Finally, with many 529 plans, you can set up an automatic transfer to add money directly from your bank account to your 529 accounts. Plus, many 529 plans allow automatic contributions as low as $25 per month. Before you automatically save for your offspring's future education using a 529 plan, keep in mind that to avoid paying taxes plus a 10% penalty, the money must be used for eligible expenses only. Eligible expenses include tuition and fees, room and board, books, as well as computers and other items if they are required for classwork. If your child decides not to go to college, you will pay income taxes plus the 10% penalty in order to withdraw the funds and use them for something else. The other downside to saving for your child's education in a 529 plan is that your investment options may be significantly limited to only a small selection of mutual funds. And while 529 plans are quite popular, there is another way to save for your child or grandchild's education through the use of an irrevocable trust. While there isn't any income tax deferral on income earned by the assets held by these trusts, it is possible to structure a trust so that your beneficiaries could qualify for financial aid that they may otherwise be ineligible for with a 529 plan. If qualifying for financial aid would be even more valuable than the savings and the income taxes owed on income earned by the trust, contact a personal family lawyer to discuss setting up an educational trust for your family. And tomorrow, in part two, I'll go into a little bit more detail about educational trusts. For now, take into consideration what matters most to you when it comes to saving for college, tax savings, financial aid considerations, or a variety of investment and educational options. Then contact me or your local personal family lawyer if you'd like to consider the educational trust option as a part of your legal and financial decisions for the people you love. If you're in Arizona or Colorado and find that this is something you'd like to discuss further, you can hop on my calendar for a 15-minute call directly by calling my front desk at 480-999-4455 or by going directly to bit.ly forward slash call Easton Law. And if you're not in Arizona or Colorado, you can find a personal family lawyer near you by going to personalfamilylawyer.com. Family Wealth and Other Musings is now available for download on most platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find me. If you felt so inclined to support the show by liking, following, subscribing, donating, or leaving a review, I would truly appreciate it. You'll ultimately help boost the show and help more people find me and help me talk to more people. And also, if you ever have ideas for an episode or something you'd like to hear more about, I'm definitely all ears. Thanks again for listening in today. This has been Family Wealth and Other Musings, and I'm your host, Becky Easton. Mm-hmm.